Hey everybody, welcome to the Underswell radio show. This is the Daily Underswell. I'm Derek Sabori, I'm your host. We're here today with another round of sustainability and business news, looking at the stories that are under the surface and um, making waves in the sustainability world. My aim is to bring these stories to into your um, ears by way of this podcast. Hopefully you're driving, having some... Uh, quality downtime, but um, let's get into the story. i got about 15 minutes here. I try to keep these short. It is an unedited and underproduced show, so let's get in and have a look at what is going on in the news. Uh, cool thing here on Treehugger uh, website, lock sunglasses. These are made of 500-year-old timbers from the Great Lakes. I like this one. This is a Canadian eyewear company. They're showcasing sustainable fashion at its best, it says. This article was written by Catherine Martinko. I've had a few of her articles here on this show. She seems to be reporting on some good things. This company is taking waste material, turning it into something useful while eliminating the need for a new resource. So what they do is they are making gorgeous wooden sunglasses from reclaimed timber that's been pulled up from the bottom of the Canadian Great Lakes and their tributaries. Um, first thing when I saw these, I was like, what they're making these out of 500 year old, um, forest, but it ends up, this is fallen trees. They're uncovering them using those resources, which is a great idea so that we do not have to tap into virgin resources. Uh, it saves a lot of, saves a lot of emissions, energy and, and, uh, expenses and keeps trees in the ground, which obviously help our environment and us as a society. How about this one, Miller Coors. If you're drinking beer this summer, Miller Coors just reported that they used 15 billion fewer gallons of water in 2016. I like to see this. I like to see when big companies are tackling sustainability, doing some cool things. Makes you feel confident when you make a purchase and live your daily life supporting the brands that you always have. It's nice to know that some of those brands are doing some good things. So this one on the... um, PR Newswire, Cision, it's called. They reported that it used 15 billion fewer gallons of water across its value chain in 2016. And they attributed these changes, uh, this reduction in changes to farming techniques that include innovative tools and irrigation initiatives that use less water while still producing high quality barley, along with increased brewery efficiencies. They said wet weather also contributed to the 2016 reduction and that they used 16.9% less water compared to 2015, an equivalent to more than 500 million kegs of beer. Congratulations, Miller Coors. Kudos to you guys. Cheers. Um, So you can drink your your Miller Coors beers this summer guilt-free. How about this one from Toyota from the same site? Toyota's doing some good givebacks. I have always been a Toyota fan. We've got a Toyota in the driveway. We've got a hybrid Highlander, which is great. Had a Prius for years, and it's nice to see that uh, in addition to their sustainability commitment, they've got a great STEM scholarship program. They just donated $110,000 in scholarships granted to students in North Texas and Southern California. So who knows? Perhaps my kids will see some of this money because STEM, uh, my kids go to a STEM school, and that is science, technology, engineering, and math. For those of you that do not know, I bet you do, though. So, nice work, Toyota. Giving back is important. How about this one? The Body Shop. 
The Body Shop is progressing on renewables, traceability, and fossil fossil fuel-free packaging. This is on sustainablebrands.com. And it says a year after launching its ambitious and rich, not exploit, CSR strategy, which is their corporate social responsibility strategy, it says the Body Shop has released its 2016 sustainability report, highlighting the progress that it's, it, that it's made on its packaging, renewable energy, and supply chain footprint goals. In lieu of a traditional report, the Enrich Not Exploit update has been released on a series of 16 YouTube videos. I haven't watched them yet. I'm just reading this press release here. So these are easily accessible to its suppliers, shareholders, and consumers alike. So that's you and me. It says the report highlights significant achievements across the company's goal of ensuring that 70% of its total product packaging does not contain fossil fuels. That's amazing. Uh, reducing emissions, obviously, and emissions are one of the driving factors of climate change. So with 58% of the body shop's packaging now being sourced from non-fossil fuel-derived materials. Additionally, all the company's clear plastic bottles are now made with 25% recycled materials. So that's great. I would check out these Enrich Our Planet or Enrich Not Exploit videos on YouTube. Looks like they've done a great job. So the body shop kind of making it on to the underswell show today. Here's an unlikely candidate. This is a company I would not have expected to highlight or showcase on the show here, but this is 7-Eleven. It says they continued their commitment to sustainability with new single origin Colombian coffee. All right. So after introducing two Rainforest Alliance certified coffees in six months, 7-Eleven is making its biggest product commitment to sustainability with the switch to a new Rainforest Alliance certified single origin Colombian coffee. So this is great. I do appreciate this. I don't know if you guys have seen the video. There is an amazing video called Follow the Frog. It's a Rainforest Alliance promotional video. It is a must see, must see. So Follow the Frog, Rainforest Alliance, look for it on YouTube. But good news here from 7-Eleven, uh, you know you can get your get some good coffee, sustainably certified. It says that it's certified single origin, it's a permanent offering there, and it's certified by the Rainforest Alliance. And anytime you can find a product that has that third-party certification from a, from a reputable certifier, that's a really good thing that gives you confidence that the product that you're consuming is at least, at least doing some due diligence and making a good effort to, you know, source sustainably and um, to move things forward in a, in a better, in a better way. So good job, 7-Eleven. They say that they share, um, it says, I'm sorry here, the Rainforest Alliance says that 7-Eleven shares our belief that everyday actions add up to meaningful impact. And that is from Alex Morgan, Rainforest Alliance Global Director of Markets Transformation. Each cup of sustainably sourced coffee is one that helps protect the environment. So this is going to be found on the Cision PR Newswire site. Here's another big company, Mars. If you are a, actually I think Mars does a lot more than just candy, but they are um, on Triple Pundit here, the Triple Pundit website. They're pledging to boost small farmers' income. So sourcing sustainably, but um, establishing a fair and just supply chain is obviously important and it's not something that everybody is addressing so nice work to to the mars corporation it says while the growth of multinationals and their complex supply chains together 
conjure images of sprawling industrial farms raising everything from cotton to corned beef, the reality is that the vast majority of farms are relatively small and owned by families. And that's one thing I found from working in the supply chain on the textile side of things that often, uh, let's say cotton, for example, it does, it comes from a big collection of a lot of smaller farms. So it's not all about big factory farms or big corporations. There are a lot of small um, shareholders out there. It says the World Bank's International Finance Corporation has estimated that there are at least 525 million smallholder farms worldwide. The vast majority of these smallholders are in Asia, but more of Africa's 33 million farmers are becoming part of the global economy. So one company says it will take an active part in finding ways to boost these farmers' income, and that's Mars. Mars Inc. recently launched the Farmer Income Lab. They've got a site here, which the company says will function as a think tank to ensure that global supply chains work for both small farmers and businesses. So this is good and something to keep an eye on. It says this is a new direction for Mars, which in recent years has focused on a bevy of challenges ranging from reducing its carbon footprint, in part by investing in renewables, to drafting new anti-deforestation pledges which, uh, with its supply chains such as cocoa. So ensuring that we are not rapidly cutting down and blazing through um, forests and crops and leaving the land in, um, uh, you know, irreparable, irreparably damaged. So keep an eye on that. We'll see how Mars does with that commitment. How about this one on Netflix? Everybody's got Netflix. You're watching movies this summer. A couple films on here that Sustainable Brands has highlighted. New Netflix films tackle climate change, factory farming, and GMOs. So look for a couple of these here. There's one called Chasing Coral, a documentary that is directed by Jeff Orlowski. It follows a team of divers, scientists, and photographers racing against the clock to document the disappearance of coral reefs. I have a feeling they may be up uh, the Great Barrier Reef out in Australia, which I know is under some immense environmental pressure. The film aims to draw attention to the pressing underwater issue through the presentation of hard facts and mesmerizing time-lapse imagery of coral reefs that took three years to shoot. That'll be a great one. Um, Let's see, they've got, uh, why is that the only one they've highlighted here? Well, that's the only one I see. So check those out, check out that uh, film. I'm gonna look through this site here and see uh, if there are other um, ones. Oh, Oakjaw, I saw this pop up on Netflix. Oakjaw explores the harsh, and this is spelled O-K-J-A, the harsh realities of factory farming through a storyline that sees CEO Lucy Mirando Order the breeding of super pigs around the world, which will eventually be slaughtered for consumption. This is one of the super pigs, or Oakjaw is one of the super pigs, and has been raised in South Korea. Um, so this looks like a maybe a factual or, an, or a fictional, you know, historical fiction, I guess, uh, based on reality. It could be. I don't know. Looks weird. Could be good, though. Might get some strips some conversations. And that's that. All right, here's something neat that I saw. This is a friend of mine. He's affiliated with this company, and I'm glad to see that they made some headline news. This company is called Flip Give, and they are welcoming NBA legend, and I'm not going to say his name correctly, Dikembe Mutombo, maybe, I believe, as, as a global ambassador. So this is huge for them. They're a neat company. Um, they're a cashback site that um, for teams 
that facilitates fundraising through online shopping. So let's say you go to their site and you can shop at multiple brands and online outlets and it can support fundraising for organizations, groups, schools, and you know, let's say sports teams and club teams for kids. But this is great that they've got a big high profile ambassador joining their company. He's joining the company as a major shareholder and a global ambassador. So it says that they target insufficient funding in youth sports by using FlipGive's online shopping platform to provide alternative ways to raise funds. So through FlipGive.com, teams, athletes, and supporters can raise funds by shopping online at more than 500 retail partners, including Amazon, Nike, and Under Armour, and then receive a portion of their purchase returned in cash, in many cases up to 25% of the purchase amount. So if you're looking to make some purchases and want to donate to different um, organizations and have these, some of these online retailers um, you know, direct some of your sale to these causes, check them out. That's flipgive.com. Very cool. How about this one, Wrangler? Uh, Wrangler Jeans, they just joined. Uh, joined it says, Wrangler joins the field to market to advance sustainable cotton. Wrangler has a multi-pronged plan to increase the supply of sustainable cotton in the U.S. They are um, the Greensboro, North Carolina-based denim brand announced this on Thursday. It has joined an organization called Field to Market, the Alliance for Sustainable Agriculture, as an associate member. It says the initiative works to unite the agricultural supply chain in defining, measuring, and advancing the sustainability of food, fiber, and fuel production in the United States. So... Nice job, Wrangler. Um, we know um, in the supply chain, especially in textiles and apparel, that the biggest impacts, upwards of 60, sometimes 70% of the environmental impacts are associated with the raw materials and how those raw materials are processed. So when I see companies and brands really aggressively attacking their fibers and their raw materials, they are um, they will ultimately really make a reduction in their environmental impacts. So nice work to Wrangler. This is on the Fashion site rivetandjeans.com. Nice little story there. And I think lastly, lastly, I will close. I try to keep these segments here at or about 15 minutes. So here we go. Last story of the day. This is on Fast Company. I saw this um, this gentleman on a show once that was very intriguing. But it says the headline is: Will the third industrial revolution create an economic boom that saves the planet? This is about Jeremy Rifkin. It says Jeremy Rifkin's thinking about how to build a clean energy-powered automation-filled future is inspiring major infrastructure plans in Europe and China. Can his new Vice documentary convince American business leaders to buy in? If you're not watching Vice, the Vice channel, or checking out some of the, the, the stories that they cover or the features that they've done, you need to. It's amazing. And this article on Fast Company goes on to say that according to new numbers from Oxfam, just eight people are as rich as half the globe. In addition to this unprecedented inequality, we face climate change that's taken us into the sixth extinction wave in the history of the planet. And the last time that happened was 65 million years ago. To turn things around before it's too late, it says, we need a plan that's both compelling and doable. And economic theorist Jeremy Rifkin thinks he has just that plan, creating what he calls the third industrial revolution which will be sparked by harnessing renewable energy and enabling automation and the internet of things to result in a prosperous new economy powered by clean energy. That's something I can get behind. Hopefully you can too. If you want to read more, go to Fast Company, check it out. Look up Jeremy Rifkin. 
That's what I've got for today. Check back. Uh, this is called The Daily Show, The Daily Underswell. Sometimes it's daily. Sometimes it's every other day or two or three days. I'm sorry we don't have intro or outro music or anything, and I'm sorry that I don't edit any of the uh, sounds in my house office here or anything like that. Low budget, but we'll grow. I want to get this news out to you. Have a great day.